Beast High. Hello, folks. Welcome to Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And, and I'm... we are... Re- Sorry. <laughs> Robin's back! No, no, it was perfect. <laughs> I was just gonna say we're ret- Robin has returned to us today. I'm eager. It's okay. We're excited to have you back, too. Same. Today we're talking about Minute 68 of High School Musical 2. Minute 68 starts with Chad singing No, No, and ends <laughs> with Chad celebrating with the Wildcats. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So, first of all, I want to just point out, they, they veer from dancing for a little and just go into gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all it's all these sorts of like flips and like if I can leap over the first baseman, then I will be safe at first. Even though plays at first are always tag outs yeah, don't on the you base, have to touch not the actually. Base? Yeah, it's Calvin Ball. <laughs> this is also we're getting more. It's weird because it gets more dancey and less. It turns from a heterosexual baseball diamond into a dance uh, floor. They, they say swinging on the dance floor, like, near the end, because, like, it's getting more dancey, but at the same time, like, as opposed to Ryan scoring a few minutes ago, now it's Chad scoring. Sliding into home. Mm-hmm. For the W. Hitting a home run. <laughs> yeah, so we get this whole kind of last setup, and so for a while they had kind of abandoned the premise of the the, the singing, the, the, the lines being sung being like dialogue that they're saying when they're like pitching and batting. Cause like in the whole first minute it was like, we could see their mouths moving, but for the whole last minute, it was just kind of like Chad and Ryan singing back and forth at each other. But like they were in the middle of a dance break. So we couldn't actually like, it was like this very intense back and forth. I say I can, but I know I can't, but, but like, but like we just had to imagine it and imagine it in our heads. And I was like very amused by this fact, but now we've kind of returned to, you know, Ryan pitching and he kind of says the line hit it out of the park and then Chad swings and we see a high fly ball, but it doesn't actually go out of the park. Because they're running the bases and we're getting kind of like, oh, is is Chad the the winning run that needs to score in order to win? Is Chad going to score on Ryan? <laughs> Which I believe is incorrect because they set it up like it would be a walk-off home run, but Ryan's team is the home team. Yeah, yeah. And don't they score a point at the end of this minute? <laughs> so how does Ryan's team score when Chad is the one hitting the ball? Yeah, Chad's team wins in in the in the in this inning, like the game's over, but Ryan's team should have the last at bat. Huh. So it's not playing by baseball rules anymore. <laughs> you may I just end it was. at the top of the inning, yeah. Hmm. Well, sometimes you just decide like, okay, like we're winning, this is the last ups no matter what, especially if it's like an informal game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to uh, spontaneously switch positions <laughs> um what about these guys flipping to to tag home like they 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 reach home plate and then they do a flip to score that gets you extra points right <laughs> i just like yeah. how the wildcats have embraced the dance chad may not have <laughs> but they have everyone has embraced the dance Ch- chad has chad is dancing <laughs> chad is dancing no i know that but chad still says he's not not until he- he- after the game Mm-hmm. 
Are there other examples? And I guess the first movie is the more literal version of this. Are there other examples in films of like people saying they can't do a thing that they're literally in the middle of doing? Like, that's just basic irony. That's in a lot of stuff, I'm sure. Carmen from Spy Kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's got the magical singing. <laughs> that's Tyler's, like, favorite, one of Tyler's favorite I scenes. I can't of a- sing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then Judy, Judy <laughs> healies out and does a guitar solo. Yeah, it's like so you do. Good. The Very Good Dueling Genre podcast franchiseography did a Spy Kids run through and it was amazing because one of them had not seen any of it and concluded this is the best thing in ever ever i it's mean very, correct. Is, this is a movies by minute of, of spy kids no it's uh franchiseography they go through franchises a movie at a time oh, okay mm. okay i and, see yeah they did yeah. the spy kids franchise so i mean robert rodriguez like really <laughs> just like doing whatever and like it kind of working mm-hmm is amazing, <laughs> especially in Spy Kids too, which where, where, which is like like for, from all like for all logic should be a terrible movie, but is actually like kind of great because it just completely does what it's trying to do in like a completely earnest way. Like the first one is a spy movie, like in name, it's an action adventure movie. The second one is no longer even a spy movie; it's like a <laughs> fantasy movie. <laughs> The third one wasn't even made as a Spy Kid movie. It wasn't even written as a Spy Kid movie. There's no spying. It's not very kid-like. <laughs> and the plot makes no sense. Except Elijah, what is the one? <laughs> the guy, Condra, the oh, guy. I'm sorry, he's the guy. And what's, what's, the, what's the girl's name who turns out to be a program? Spoilers? <gasps> it's like Robotra or something, I don't know. <laughs> I think it starts with like a C or something. I don't know, Ty. I haven't seen Spy Kids. I only watch Spy Kids 2 anymore. <laughs> uh, everyone, go watch We Can Be Heroes, the uh, sort of sequel to Shark Boy and Lava Girl, made by Robert Rodriguez in 2020, I believe. Is that a real movie? Yes, it is. On Netflix, it's about uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl have a child in it. What? It's about is, the kids. Is Taylor Lautner in it? <laughs> um, no, unfortunately, but uh, there are some there are some big names in it. I, 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 I'll look this up in the background if we while we keep talking about things. He ruined my dream journal. That's a line from Shark Boy and Lava Girl, right? <laughs> my cookie, my giant cookie. Uh, <laughs> I also know Shark Boy has a little song that he does. <laughs> Pedro Pascal's in it. Yep, that's who and I was Priyanka thinking. Yes, Chopra Jones. Dang. Yep. Christian Slater. Hmm. Oh, Christian Slater's great a, in it. He's got a cast. Mm-hmm. This is what we didn't. The, honestly, the previous episode might have been the best episode of this podcast. But what we didn't have is us going on tangents about Spy Kids, and that's the truly <laughs> essential movies by minute experience. Mm-hmm. This week is a great nutshell. It the movie is about a bunch of like five and ten year olds, and it's the it's amazing. Um, well, but, I baseball mean, we've got an amazing <laughs> stuff here: baseball, dancing. Ryan, mm-hmm. Ryan's Chad. talking so, about pitching, which he is doing. <laughs> In Greco-Roman, like, classical, like, pre-definitions of sexualities, like, when sex was more, your sexuality was not a thing that you are, more of a thing that you do. Um, Homoeroticism versus homosexuality. Yes. 
So it was because uh, Greece was very, you know, into the whole pederasty. Uh, uh, yeah, unfortunately. But the thing was, it was not gay, fellas. It's not gay to to be a pitch. Top. Yes, to pitch. Um, it is to be, uh... bad to be the catcher. And Ryan, who is more obviously gay, is pitching. And taking the quote-unquote masculine role here? Yeah, to be the Erastes versus the Aramanos. You're talking to two classics majors here, yeah. Robin. Oh, yeah, Robin. Okay. <laughs> and I'm trying to talk baseball, which I don't know. <laughs> we also both played baseball for over 10 years each. So. Oh, God. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. You're doing great. But y- yes, uh, it's it's interesting, the, the reversal here where the more twinky... Um, a femi boy is the one who is clearly erasticizing, erasticizing. That's words. Yeah, and there's this whole history of like in Plato. There's that whole argument about Achilles and Patroclus, and mm-hmm. who was the who was the bearded one and who was the non-bearded one, which is another way that um, that relationship dynamic was expressed in Greek art. Yeah, Greece is just a society that got so patriarchal and so hating of women that they're like, no, gross. It's kind of like the first movie. No, gross. Being straight is is, is totally gay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's just they hated women so much that they were like, by the way, being in the, quote, feminine position, that's the bad one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plus, they believed in the wandering womb. Mm-hmm. And that uh, men had more teeth than women. <laughs> I, I love these wonderful, nev- never change. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about something. And I don't know if it's like as big of a deal to you guys as it is to me. So when this whole setup happens of Chad hitting a walk-off home run, which is like not a statistical home run because there's an error on the throw to home. Mm-hmm. But so Chad, does he slide or dive into home? He, he, slides. he, has sli- slide. he slides, right? So first slide, yeah. And Ryan stumbles over him, and I cannot imagine his poor knees. His, his, yeah, Ryan stumbles over him, and as he's stumbling over him, this is what I want to talk about. Hits him in the head? His knee kind of, like, bonks Chad in the head, and that seems like the thing. Like, this seems like the moment to, to like, they they would repeat in their heads, like, oh, when, when Ryan's knee hit my helmet like that was like a weird like it's I got like a mixed signal there inside of his leg and yeah this, like this we end on this uh well not end but you know they the song kind of ends on just a shot of Chad in between Ryan's legs and Ryan's splayed out and his butt is in the air <laughs> while everyone is cheering and then we cut to Chad's girlfriend who's wearing rainbow <laughs> yeah it's so no. gay. And then Ryan gets up by <laughs> bending over as he gets up, which obviously is because he can't bend his knees. At, yeah. Now we know. Yeah, but, now we have discovered. Uh, yeah. His butt is just like facing Chad's crotch. The other thing that really sticks out to me here is like now Ryan is covered in dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's a clean, clean little boy. Mm-hmm. But Gabriella shouts to him from the stands, it's okay. <laughs> It's okay to be playing sports and dancing. And to have lost. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I do appreciate that the audience is just so into it when like this is a staff baseball game. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and we still don't know where they are. I I actually really love Gabriella saying it's okay because <laughs> so much of Ryan's personality, especially in the first movie, and his, you know, a lot of his arc in this movie is trying to separate himself from Sharpay's competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's okay to lose. It's okay to just have fun. It's okay mm-hmm. if what you gain isn't a win, but it is instead uh, a passionate romantic affair, you know? And this note of um, Gabriella kind of feeling for Ryan's emotions, which is not like, like she's Troy's girlfriend. She's not supposed to be like, looking out for other people <laughs> which is very toxic just gonna say <laughs> don't be so controlling in 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 your strict strictness with relationships just for everyone out but there <laughs> i guess taylor is proud of of her man mm-hmm. and so, and ryan's also theoretically upset here because him losing the game has kind of like him lost the opportunity to be the director and choreograph like a whole dance routine for everyone or so he yeah. thinks. But Chad <laughs> so boldly says, hey, Evans. Mm-hmm. This is the, the second gayest line in the movie. I'm not saying I'm going to dance in the show. But if I were, what would you have me do? <laughs> Literally. Okay. He says he's not going <laughs> to, he might not dance in the show. It's very much about being publicly out. Like, it is the difference between having a relationship and being like saying like I am this label or uh, or that label or whatever. And the if you did is so suggestive. Where <laughs> Ryan's slow smile, which His is little smirk, it's it kills me. <laughs> it's horny. <laughs> He's Chad is ready to engage in dancing. As long as Ryan is there and is in control. So, and he's also asking, he's he's very much submitting to Ryan because he's asking, like, what will you, what do you want me to do, winky face? Um, which they've already established because Ryan won the baseball bat topping scene. Like, this is, yeah, it's a very much a play of dominance and a play of, uh, what are you, what are you gonna what are you doing to me? <laughs> so it's dripping with sexuality. Yeah, no, it, it's like sometimes this movie just hits you so hard with something, and you're like, oh wow, and this is a, made for seven year olds. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it and still is. Like it, it still is. No, it's not. Yeah. I, I think it does it. I, it explores a lot of things in such in, in ways that are make it really accessible to that that seven eight year old mm-hmm. market. Um, For the seven year olds in the audience of this podcast, he's asking, "What way do you want to do chaste kisses on the baseball field?" Absolutely, which is totally acceptable for anyone to do. Anyone can chastely kiss. It's mm-hmm. okay. But we were like talking about this a while ago with Troy trying to pursue his quote-unquote dream and trying to figure out where he fit into this, like, elite classist, like, nature of things. He was fi- He's, like, figuring out college. And they're doing it in a way that's, like, not necessarily a bad thing. But also, it's like, oh, yeah, Troy's got to hustle. Like, he can't just get by on his mom's lawyer money, like... He he's, he's got in ahead of his out. senior year doing it. Yeah, he's very much yeah. overachieving. Yeah, 
Like, because I think he's realized he's not tall enough for basketball. <laughs> yeah, even though he is still pursuing the basketball stuff, which is always just like a little, eh, Troy, honey, you, you should know better. Zach Efron, you're gonna turn into, weirdly enough, uh, Matt LeBlanc, no, not Matt LeBlanc, uh, uh, Chandler. Chandler, Matthew yeah, you're Perry. gonna turn Matthew into Mrs. Chenandler Bordink. Yes, yeah. Perry, Perry uh, Commodore Matthew Perry. You're gonna open up Japan <laughs> to trade with the West, uh, and you're gonna, I think, uh, have a weird jellyfish scene in one movie yeah, where it's like that's... someone gets stung. Yeah, yeah. And then he's gonna swoop around on silks with Zendaya. Oh my God, I forgot he was in that. Oh, that's the only like. I have a lot of problems with Greatest Showman. I like the Panic at the Disco cover, obviously, because I'm me. (laughs) Greatest Showman? They do a Panic's cover? No, Panic at the Disco covers This is the Greatest Show. Oh my god. Which, just Brendan, Brendan can do no wrong in my book. Like, he just slaps. So, I... Like that, and then I like the Zendaya and Zack scene, but be- the the Barnum stuff just feels so icky to me that I'm like, I can't. But those that one song does slap, and Zack and Zendaya, I do love them. Hey, Wildcat listeners, this is Tyler here with an ad for premium high speed internet. It's what you should have if you want to record a podcast with your friends. Because in this episode, we had a little bit of internet issues. So we're just going to cut over to the DCOM segment because my internet dropped and Robin's had a bit of issues as well. You didn't miss anything important, but we just had to cut off a bit of the episode in the middle here. So here we go. Speaking of a time, do you want to move on to the DCOM of the week segment? Sure. And Tyler doesn't get to play. (laughs) Nope. If he does, he'll come back mm-hmm. and get to play with us. But for now, it'll just be us. So we're going to do a crossover this week. And we've both picked Disney properties circa 2007 um, to bring to the table. And we're going to try and make a movie, a, a Disney Channel movie out of it. Mm-hmm. So Robin, do you want to share what you brought today? I'm really worried we might have brought the same thing. I, I I changed mine after I remembered you said you brought a park thing, so I changed mine, so you're oh, good. Oh, I, I could have brought another thing. Um, it's okay. I, okay. I'm indecisive because I'm too far into the Disney, so. Uh-huh. I want to do a movie set in the universe of the Enchanted Tiki Room. Let's get yes! problematic, folks. That's going to work so well with mine. <sighs> I'm bringing Ursula. <laughs> Just Ursula? Just Ursula. Oh, yes, and want... she's going to be the... Yeah, she's got magic. She's an she's enchantress. Got... Yeah, and she's ocean-esque. Well, she is ocean, and the tiki is ocean-esque. Yes! So this is I'm gonna so glad I didn't have to go to my back of Jungle to Jungle, because I don't care about Jungle to Jungle. Jungle to Jungle? Yeah, with Tim Allen. and. Uh... Oh, my God! I was like a baby. Martin Short. But I remember that on VHS's like previews can you guys and stuff. Yeah. Yes, we can. We briefly had an aside about the Greatest Showman, and then Jungle to Jungle. 
And we're just introducing our properties, Ty, so you're perfectly timed. Yes. Enchanted Tiki Room is the setting. Ursula is a character. What do you got, Tyler? Okay, boy. Um, I was thinking about the this kind of like early 2000s animated Disney movies, and I was thinking about... I I, w- I wanted to go like Treasure Planet, but I'm not. I'm thinking one of the other ones. What what's Home on the Range? Nope, not, definitely not that one. Chicken Little. We have Chicken no. Little. Um, maybe Atlantis. Yeah, let's do Atlantis. Journey to Atlantis with Ursula here. Ooh, All right. Is the Enchanted Tiki Room a portal? <gasps> yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. A portal to Atlantis. So we have. We have Atlantis, which is a movie I have not seen. So. I have, so I can give a quick. I, I can give the. I don't know why I wanted to talk about it. I'll give the thirty-second summary of Atlantis and Ursula and the Enchanted Tiki Room, which is all birds, distinctly non-underwater animals. Well, no, Tyler. There's the Tiki Gods. There's the singing flowers. So, okay, Atlantis is underwater. That's the problem. um, Atlantis is not exclusively underwater. That's, yeah, no, that's true. We we come up to, I mean, they have to have birds there, right? They're from Bird Place. And I think Atlantis, like, is a bubble. It is a bubble. It's got blue, glowy things. (laughs) Yeah, everyone in Atlantis thinks everything's just fine and everyone's liberal in Atlantis, but it's really, it's not like that. Like, you need to get out of the world. that is kind of the problem of the movie Atlantis. (laughs) (laughs) Is is they're all neoliberals. So, Ty, the 30-second version of Atlantis for you. Milo is a super academic nerd who has been studying Atlantis his whole life, thinks it's real, convinces this donor to fund an expedition who is led by these kind of sinister people. They find Atlantis by tunneling and, like, destroying caves and caverns. Find Atlantis, he falls in love with the princess, discovers that there's this curse over Atlantis, and helps restore balance kind of deal. Um, They're living in, like... A utopian society though so like some of them are like do we really want to fix it but then the treacherous leader of the the expedition is trying to take over and like take their power because they have magical powers and fight ensues kira and milo or excuse me kita and milo fall in love but they just hold hands at the end like friendship is there wow. first and then like romance is second for them linguistics is first and Kira uh, becomes queen at the end. So yes. it's about linguistics and colonialism. Yeah. So it yeah, it's colonialism, but they fight back and all that good and stuff. And there's also like steampunk. Yeah. Yes. It's steampunky. Yeah. Although Treasure Planet is more steampunk. Yeah. The most but, steampunk, as it were. But still, okay. Um. So I think Robin's got the angle from what I've heard with the whole like tiki room being kind of like a a portal. Uh, yeah, like, uh, a sort of, like, Wrinkle in Time-esque, like, center point. I guess more of, uh, a Mm. Narnia-esque, Magician's Nephew type center point between worlds. you can go into, and then it's the same tiki room as the one in Atlantis. There's two tiki rooms, but they're the same thing. I'm saying the tiki room is, like, in the middle space between universes. Ooh. Where everything converges. 
so Ursula in her exile swims beyond Triton's kingdom and stumbles upon well in this version <laughs> Ursula does not get killed <laughs> yeah maybe she turns back into I want to say Vanessa yeah Vanessa's her <laughs> human form yeah because she's Hutchins? gotta walk to the tiki room but she can maybe she can switch back and forth because she's magic yeah. what about the other the other version of the thing I'm thinking about is in The Nightmare Before Christmas when Jack walks to like the circle of all the holiday portals. Mm. Which is such a cool like there a cool been thing in that movie. Should have been spin-offs, 100%. Holiday specials for everyone. <laughs> I I like the idea of like yeah, just like you go far enough that you can reach the portal to the other places and the enchanted tiki room while while being sort of tiki themed and like polytheistic like nature god themed also yeah it's it's also kind of like well all these birds are from all these different places so they're all kind of centralized here i i'm almost imagining it you know the character the the planetary lady in dark crystal the one who has like all the things thriving or i guess the the plant lady in dune to to be a little more relevant to more more of our audience. Shout out Mapes. Who's who's the plant lady in Dune? The one that like helps them. She, she like hides. I can't remember anyone's name right From now. From the beginning of the movie or like at the end of the movie? The end of the movie. The one that summons the worm at the end. Oh, okay. So not shout out Mapes. Oh, and no. that's that's Dr. Kynes. Yeah. Where, like, it's this place, it's like this mythical third space that exists outside of time and reality. It's the back rooms. Yeah. (laughs) The the Enchanted Tiki back room. So is Ursula going to be the hero or the villain? Because I'm I'm loving the Narnia angle that you brought up earlier, Tyler. Where, like, it's almost an accidental, like, kids have to save Atlantis from this octopus woman? Yeah, so she she figures out that there's a way to kind of bounce between the worlds. And she figures, she fi- finds Atlantis, which is, like, an underwater place that isn't ruled by Triton. So... So two thumbs up for her. Yes, exactly. So, like, that seems like her, like, the place that she could get. And so we probably have, like, other characters, and they might be Milo and Kida who are defending Atlantis from Ursula mm. and their their scientific adventure in this movie is studying the dimensions and the portals to the do, other worlds. Do they have which kids I don't know if, that are helping? Yeah, or are they maybe. Still, there, there technically is an Atlantis 2. But <laughs> we don't no talk one, about Atlantis 2. We don't talk about Atlantis 2. <laughs> it's just a bunch of pilots. It's weird. Yeah. Do we want it to be a sequel to Atlantis or an alternate continuity is a thing? Because we might want, if it's an alternate continuity, we might want to de-age Milo and Kira mm. to make them kids. Maybe part of the tiki magic <laughs> is the de-aging. And then we have the whole, the captain is, or the queen in this circumstance. But like when Captain Picard and all this, the leadership on board of the enterprise get turned into kids that uh, technically it's only captain picard that is like a real commander who gets turned into a kid because the other ones are like guinan and o'brien's wife keiko fine and ensign roe fine nerd (laughs) there's gonna be two of these movies are musicals can this be a is this a musical 
Is Atlantis a musical? Uh, that no. is no. not a no, musical. No, that's the one that isn't. But, tiki... <laughs> <laughs> but I want them to sing the Tiki Room song, but about Atlantis. <laughs> it's the same melody and rhythm. The Tiki Room uh, song, as far as I remember, has two words. Well, it's in the Tiki 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 Room. All okay. the birds sing words and the flowers bloom. You remember more about this than I do. I sing so low. Condra, Condra for fun listens to the Disney Park soundtrack. I don't listen to it for fun. I listen to it to relax me because I get stressed easily. This isn't fun. <laughs> Who's having fun here? I'm not having fun. Condra dislikes the Canada song. No, I skip the Canada song. <laughs> Which is a hot take, but I do. I skip the Canada song. It's not O Canada for, for our not. Canadian listeners. Connor's not s- skipping the Canadian national anthem. No. Because we all know that's a bop. So Ur- Ursula de-aged Milo and Kita. Yeah, and their their um their relationship goes sour again and um they like are rivals who become they like they earn begrudging respect again. Mm-hmm. Can Ursula de-age too? Does everyone de-age when they go to Atlantis because it's a child kingdom? I don't think Is that Ursula why they're all de- immortal? Because they're all immortal, right? They're near immortal, yeah. They're, that's so, the godlike power. Let's get like Peter the- Pan in here, too. <sighs> yes! <laughs> let's throw another another great gay into it. Bobby Driscoll. <laughs> right. Another problematic. Another problematic, very queer movie. <laughs> Uh, that movie is uh, is pro conversion therapy, just so you know. And that's a what the movie's hot about. Mess. <laughs> <laughs> so we 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 got it right. What more? Like the pitch was the t- like we, once once we figured out the tiki room was the was the interdimensional portal. They they gave a battle. Ursula loses. It's Narnia, but with different stuff. Instead of impaling her with a boat, they impale her with one of those weird, like, shrimpy submarine things they have fish, in Atlantis. Yeah, one of their fish boats. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, it's the, it's the magician's nephew, Narnia, where there's a portal. There, there's a weird in-between land that has portals to different worlds. Yeah. In, in, Obviously. In, in Narnia, in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the, the the witch from the original, this would be like if Ursula won and then took over Atlantis, and then in the real Atlantis, they saved Atlantis from Ursula. The sea lion, the sea witch, and the enchanted tiki room. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sea lion there, too. That's Aslan, it. yeah. That's it. <laughs> And I mean, technically, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is a Disney property Mm -hmm. as of 2007, so we're still not wrong. (laughs) But I I don't think we can top that, so um, does anyone have anything else? Um, I do, just because I, as the audience I'm sure knew from previously, my... My internet cut out, and I didn't get to participate in the latter half of us talking about the minute. Oh, right. I just wanted to make sure that we had breath on rack focus to Ryan smirking. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, Ty. Don't worry. We got <laughs> he okay. succeeded, and he is going to have his way. <laughs> okay. So that seems like a very, like, very film language, like, callback, like, very on-the-nose thing. 
and and the sort of like begrudging respect theme, which is why I brought it up earlier. <laughs> a minor spoiler for next minute, Tyler. They're going to cut to a different scene and then they're going to come back and you are going to know exactly what happened while they cut away. Okay. You might already know of this because it um it circulated the internet for a very long time. No, and I, there's very I, suggestive I, language too. I, I specifically steer clear of high school musical stuff if I see it because I am the not research guy on this podcast. Indeed you are, Tyler. <laughs> but that doesn't mean I'm the dumb one. Hey. No, it doesn't mean say was you were. I'm just saying. It means I'm the dumb one. <laughs> How You're dare you not. treat Robin in this way? <laughs> no. I'm okay, so to, 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 be, to be to be fair, I am the one who's the butt of the joke more often. So yes, I'll, I'll take it. I'll play the fool. That's what I'm good at. You draw the fool's card. Whoa, Drawfy reference. Okay, uh, what? What? <laughs> Robin, hi. Hi. This is us saying. This is us saying bye. Where, where Aww. can people c- keep in touch with you? Bye, much like this moon it is. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Pretty much all my stuff is on my uh, link from my Twitter at Reverse Eye Patch. Uh, you can also find me on Dueling Genre at Toy Story Minute. Uh, it hasn't updated for a couple years because of the plague, but I have been on a, quite a few Patreon type things. Uh, but that's behind the paywall on, on Dueling Genre, but it's worth it. Uh, you can hear me talking about Ponyo. And, uh, <gasps> I'm yeah. going to see that in a couple weeks on the big screen. I'm oh. so excited. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. They're doing a fa- Fathom oh, events. I love Ponyo. <laughs> One of these days for a crossover, we should just cross over a Ghibli film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just, and for to, like, just to see what would happen. Speaking of um, The Little Mermaid. <laughs> That's that's the Little Mermaid. Yeah, not as trans as the Little Mermaid, but still pretty trans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at Reverse Eye Patch, and go look at Dueling Genre stuff. There's a lot of it. It's good. In the future, I've got projects that are just not ready to announce yet. And um, go tell Florida, Texas, Ohio, all these states that um, it's nonsense malarkey to tell 25 year olds that they're not allowed to socially transition, which is literally just like changing your name and putting on like a, a hat it's 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 wild out there folks yeah stand up for people that would be great and uh don't just post about it be be out there especially helping. if you're a sis we need allies tell the people it's not okay to do what they're doing mm-hmm. they're they make it really easy now to tell them no the thing is, but people you know republicans are getting up in arms conservatives i should say are getting up in arms about disney saying, like, oh, they're so pro-gay. It's only because after they backed all the politicians who introduced this stuff, Disney got so much backlash from its employees mm-hmm. that they had to reverse their position. And that's what they're being criticized from the right for. So public disapproval and and public speaking and, and publicly saying, hey, we're not okay with this, works. Mm-hmm. And we all know what the T on Gabriella's necklace stands for. Aww. It's T as in trans rights. <laughs> yeah, as in uh, Kelsey is going to transition in college. Just putting that out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Condra, I'm I like, think... keep thinking about it. I'm going to think about this forever now, Robin. I'm so excited. About Kelsey? Yes. Oh, yeah. So... Like serving non-binary looks this whole this whole trilogy. <laughs> I've only seen the third one once, so. 
I've not seen the third one at all, but I'm assuming more gender. <laughs> okay, Condra, can you t- start taking us out of here? Sure. People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y, though my account is private, so you might have to request to follow me. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. I've been Condra. I've been Tyler. And I'm Robin. And we'll see you next time to find out what exactly happens in this next minute that could top whatever this has been. You can bet on it. Glad you used the word top because that will come into play.